Hey, everyone. Have a, a Merry Christmas, everyone. What's Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Hopefully you're having a good time this holiday season. Um, so I wanted to, uh, this is our very f- our second year doing this. This is our Christmas 2021 special from all of us here at the Super Review Show. And I, as always, I am joined by my good man, Bill Murphy. What's going on, folks? Oh, we're Merry Bill, Christmas, you... everyone. Merry Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas. Bill, are you excited to be here today? I am excited to be here today. It's like we were just here. Oh, wait. We were. We, we just were here. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, we literally okay. just so, did our podcast. Yeah, this is not a mixed bag today. This is just a our Christmas special. But guess what? You guys get a special Christmas gift from us. A double dose. Oh, that either uh, makes you... That either makes you very excited or very or like, oh crap, I gotta listen to these two blowhards talk again. Um, oh god. <laughs> oh my god, isn't listening to us like the worst? Yeah. Oh yeah. But, um, we're, we're terrible people. Um, well, Bill, yeah, but, I, we just I just remembered by the way too. Before we get into our, our program today, we the best podcast. We the best podcast. Oh yeah. But you know, Ooh. we decided because since yesterday was kind of exclusive because it was only really about you know people it was really only for people who saw spider-man no way home yeah so if you didn't see it you probably wasn't watching it yesterday because you didn't want any spoilers but so this is our gift to you see aren't we fantastic so it's our christmas special but we do have a theme today don't we jt we sure do, Bill. What is our topic for today? Okay, our topic for today is, okay, last year we all talked about the more traditional Christmas movies that people like to watch. You know what I mean, like Rudolph, like all the Rankin Bass, like Rudolph, Frosty, you know. It's a Wonderful Life, stuff like that. It's a Wonderful Life, A Christmas Story. You know, we yeah. last year we talked about the more traditional Christmas movies. This year we're going another direction. Oh yeah. We're gonna talk about alternative Christmas movies. Which is as follows. Uh, alternative Christmas movies are basically movies that are not necessarily about Christmas. Some of them are. But they're not the feel good. Not a lot of them are the feel good, holly jolly. What you see, like a lot of them are movies that that just would be categorized as they just take place around Christmas. Oh yeah, we all know what you, what's on your mind. But don't worry, we will get to that, won't we, JT? We will get to that movie in a little while. <laughs> we will get to that movie in a little while. So. So, so if you have nothing to do right now, pull up a chair, grab yourself some eggnog. If you if there's alcohol, put some rum in it. If you drink, if you don't, just drink it plain. That's okay. We don't judge. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm not drinking eggnog. Well, so I'm drinking one of my health. I'm drinking a smoothie with all the crap I'm going to be eating the next week. I gotta try to be, you know, somewhat healthy. Yeah, um, somewhat healthy. Yeah. Uh, but so Bill's going to start again. This is a free for all. We're just going to rattle off a couple of things here. And we there. have a very important job for you, chat board. Yes, we do. 
you need to please guys keep it going in the chat just we just need your input here folks we just need your input that's all we need and just, so anyway if you if you if you have any movies that are around christmas time let us know in the chat board please okay my first one and this is one of my favorite movies, Gremlins. Oh, yeah. None other than the infamous Gremlins. Here we go. First of all, look at him. Look at Gizmo. Look at him. Isn't he so cute? Look at him. He's adorable. He is. He is a, he's a cutie. Okay. Gotta admit, love Gremlins. For those who haven't seen the movie, for those who haven't seen the movie, um, it takes place around Christmas when an inventor goes to Chinatown and gets a gift for his son. And the the man who owns the shop is first saying. No, and then the owner's grandson sneaks it out to him, and it's this little cutie. It's Gizmo. Gizmo. And so, but then there are three rules. Rule number one. Do not put them in light. They don't like it. Even if, um, but definitely do not put them in sunlight. It kills them. Two, oh, yeah. do not get them wet. They multiply. And rule three, whatever they do, no matter how much they beg, no matter how much they cry, do not feed them after midnight. Ooh. Or they become this. They become gremlins. Like, and... and and guess what they do? Guess how many of the rules they break? How many, Bill? All three! They break all three rules! Oh, they my goodness. All three rules, JT. All three of them. Well, isn't that a shame? <laughs> so, like, they're first. But first, Gizm. Billy, played by Zach Galligan, is he's with Corey, young Corey Feldman. And he's showing Gizmo to him, and then he knocks over this can of water. What did you do to him? Goes, I, I don't know what's in there. Just water, and then poof, five more. And then you, and then they're like, and and then they're, and then they're like taking the. And then they're like taking the the five new ones to this new to this biology teacher because yeah you want to take them to a middle school biology teacher to do tests yeah well done well done guys yeah bravo <laughs> and then while that's going on the Gizmo is still Billy's favorite it's I love that scene when he's like showing him the comic and Gizmo for a little three D oh my god he's so cute. He's like, he's like, funny, huh? Funny! 
And then the other one, I was like, nah, 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 nah. Like, shut up. I already fed you going, okay, it's not midnight yet. Keep an eye on them. Give some out. So then they eat. So he brings them some chicken. He eats them. And then the next day, you see giant cocoons. Mm. And I'm like, what happened? Did you feed them? He goes, no, I fed them at like 11. And then the wires chopped off. Guess what that means? He fed them after midnight. And guess, and was he supposed to do that? Nope. And and then they become these things. Yeah, Yeah, no bueno. And then it's (laughs) my my favorite one is um my favorite one of that group is stripes i think he's that guy and they're just a bunch of and you know what the thing is it's like they're just a bunch of they just wreak havoc yeah they just wreak havoc in the town and they just look like they're having so much fun and and I love with um Stripe and Gizmo when Stripe looks at Gizmo and goes Gizmo, Kaka! and he and Gizmo's like, oh he's scared. But anyway, okay. So now now I know what you're thinking. Wait a minute, how is this a Christmas movie? Get me. Okay, how many times have we heard this about? the alternative Christmas movies. You ready? Just because it takes place around Christmas does not make it a Christmas movie. How many times have we heard that? A lot. Um, okay. Too many. So here's the thing. Yes, the movie does take place around Christmas. And it's probably... I would say probably takes closer a few days before. Two, Gizmo Gizmo is given to Billy as a Christmas present. Um, And three, there is a scene when Phoebe Cates, Zach Allen's love interest, Is telling is telling Bill is telling Zach Galligan what's her problem with Christmas, and tells this whole story about how one Christmas Eve they were waiting she was waiting for her dad to come home, and they never found him. And then, like a week or so later, they pulled him out of the they pulled him out of the um, chimney dressed as Santa Claus, he wanted to surprise them, and it comes out that he fell, broke, that he slipped, broke his neck, and died. And she goes, and that's when I found out there was no Santa. Mm. And, okay, like, for people who make the argument that it's not a Christmas movie, like, if you watch Renegade's cuts of an analysis of another movie we're gonna talk about a little later, um whether it's debated it's a Christmas movie or not, like one of the things is, is Christmas relevant to the plot? I'm going to say yes and no. The yes part is the gremlins attack 
out of a freaking Christmas tree. And we hear the story about Phoebe Cates not believing in Santa Claus, but but the but one of the parts where it's not relevant, like think about it this way. Let's just say instead of a Christmas present, Billy's father gave Gizmo to him as a birthday present. Would it really change once you think about it, would it really change the plot? Right. Like that's one thing I can see. Like if he gave it to him as a birthday present instead of a Christmas present, would it really change anything? Um but and also this was the movie that started the PG thirteen rated. That's right. I forgot about that actually. It was this one and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom that brought yeah, it up. This was one of the ones that started the this was one of the ones that started the PG thirteen rating. I forgot all about that. So, so JT, have you seen Gremlins? I have. It's been a long time. I have to admit, I saw it when I was really young, and I I did love it quite a bit. I thought it was great. Um, you know, I, I definitely saw it, it, but didn't like. Hey, speak of the devil. Guess who's watching? Our very dear friend, Matt What's going on, Matt? How are you? Hey, Matt. Hey, we were just talking about this. I was just going to tell JT, and right you showed up. Wow, perfect timing. Perfect timing. That you watched Gremlins a couple weeks ago, and you didn't like it. There you go. Wow. Um. So yeah, um, but uh, yeah. So as I was saying though, Bill, uh, Gremlins. I think it's 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 a classic film, of course. Um, is it a Christmas movie? No, but it takes place around Christmas, which I guess settles for that argument. That's what I would say. Um, but that's me. I agree. So, um, but yeah, I, mean, I really that's all I have to say on that. Um, any other updates for uh, anything else you want to talk about for Gremlins or no? I think I'm good. And well, by the way, you know the whole the whole moral of the story is for children to take care of their pets. Oh, really? That's yeah, the moral. It's take care of your pets. Wow. And not that your pets, if you feed them after midnight, they're gonna become monsters and destroy a whole town. Right. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Um, Matt Hemsley brought up something on the chat board. I think Bill and I wanted to talk about this one too, which was. Batman Returns. Okay, then. I think this is one that's definitely brought up a couple of times. It does take place around Christmas. Would I call it a Christmas movie? No. Even though it does take place in the wintertime and it's around Christmas. I, I guess there, Christmas is Christmas part of the plot in Gotham City? Is it, though? A little bit. A teeny bit, but is it like the centerfold of the film, though? Like, is Batman hey, underneath a Christmas tree? Hey, JT, it's a very Burton Christmas! Oh, boy, here we go. Oh, boy. Okay, have you, you've seen it, right? Of course I've seen Batman Returns. I thought I liked it overall. I thought it was good. For those of you who 
who watched our underrated movie discussion back in April. Yep. Me and our good friend Eric Brahauer were... You're batting heads. <laughs> batting heads. <laughs> over this. Because, okay, here's the plot. A... A bunch of goons are taking over Gotham City during Christmas. And it turns out those are run by the... That those are run by... You guessed it, the Penguin, played by Danny DeVito. Yep. And he kidnaps Gotham Gotham's tycoon, Max Shrek, played by Christopher Walken. And then you have, and then also you also have um. Shrek's assistant, who he thinks he kills, and that is Selena Kyle, played by Michelle Pfeiffer. Yep. Played by Michelle Pfeiffer. And then it's... And then you have them... I don't really know how to describe it, but... um, What, yeah, Danny it, DeVito is Penguin? Yeah, and Danny DeVito is Penguin. I'll be honest... This is probably one of my least favorite Batman movies. All right. That's fair. Like, I don't think it's bad, but it's just. No, I hear you. Yeah. What do you think about Batman Returns? I think Batman Returns was a very strong follow-up to 1989's Batman. I will say that. What I say is the greatest Batman sequel of all time. No. It is not as as strong as that title. Yes. This the one the (laughs) the film that actually holds up that as the best Batman sequel of all time is probably Batman and Robin. To be honest, I mean Batman and Robin was a great film, Bill. We all know that. (laughs) Oh, it was. Oh, it's a masterpiece. It's a it's a masterpiece. Uh, Especially that other Batman sequel as well. Batman. No, 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 no. We are joking. We hate Batman and Robin and we kind of hate Batman forever. Let's be real, everyone. But we're not going to go on a Batman hate tangent right now. We're just going to simply say that those films are really bad. Um, And they killed a genre of films. Anyways. Well, the movie does take place around Christmas. Batman. Returns does take place on Christmas, but does that does that make it a Christmas film? It's is a Christmas very a part of the Christmas. Plot? It is a very Burton Christmas. Just like, like we do have there's another like, film in a little bit. They have another. Wait, oh, you were thinking of another Tim Burton Christmas movie, weren't you? I was. Are you thinking of the same thing? Well, well, let me talk about this, and then we'll see. Then um, we'll see we, if we swiped right. We will see if we swiped right. Um, yes, of course. Okay, but here's the here's here's like my thoughts on it. Like, I think this movie was just way too packed and convoluted. All right, that's fair. Like, there's like three different. I feel like it's like this movie has like severe ADHD. Here's the penguin. Yeah. Here's Catwoman. Here's Max Shrek. It's. I feel like Sam Raimi was watching this when he was writing Spider-Man 3. And he was like, oh, let's do that. 
And he's like, let's do that. And yeah, Tim Burton, you may have inspired Sam Raimi to direct Spider-Man 3. How could you live with yourself? Have you no shame? Yeah, that's a fair point. Fair point, everyone. Fair point. So anyway, wow, this movie's turning 30 years old next year. Jesus Christ, Bill. Yeah. What? Like, What's the happening? One, like, the, I did, like, there were a few good lines from Danny DeVito that I did find funny. Like, when he kidnaps Max Shrek and he goes, and he says, they give you what I, what I need. And he's, like, turning the... He's like turning the umbrella. And he's like, what are you trying to hypnotize me? No, I'm just trying to give you a split headache. <clears throat> oh my God. And my favorite scene in this movie, I still laugh when I watch this, the Batmobile scene when the penguin takes control of the Batmobile. Oh yeah. That, that was, scene yeah. is hilarious. Welcome to the Oswald Cobblepot School of Driving. I think it's a good time for me to mention my license expired. And then, and then you gotta admit, I played this same hawk from hell. And on top of that, the penguin is running for mayor, which don't ask, we'll be here all day if we have to explain it. But yeah, it's pretty, pretty stupid. When he's at his campaign event, Batman, for some weird reason, has what he says in the car that he caught on recorded, and he goes, just relax. I'll take care of the pinheads of Gotham. I played this city like a hawk from hell. And everybody starts booing him, and they start throwing things at him. And then one of my favorite lines in the movie, why does everyone bring tomatoes to a speech? Yeah. JT, do you bring tomatoes to a speech? No, I don't, but I can definitely see why they did. <laughs> no, what, um, everyone start bringing tomatoes to speeches. Yes, I agree. Because if the speech sucks, you need something to do. Yeah, boom, start throwing tomatoes at them. And, the, and yeah, but you know, like the one thing I'll give, but, but another thing that I didn't really, that, you know what, I'm just going to say something, something I will give credit though. I think yeah. the love interest is a big step up. Oh, absolutely. I the agree. love interest is a huge step up. Um, I did not like Kim Basinger in the first one. I thought she was pretty bland. Yeah, she wasn't that prominent of a character, too, to be honest with you. In that one. Like, yeah, Kim Basinger's kind of boring. Yeah, but Michelle Pfeiffer did a great job as Catwoman. Oh yeah, I thought she was. I thought she was amazing. I love amazing Catwoman. She was. She was was the reason I became a man. (laughs) She was the reason I hit puberty. Oh my god! Like you cracked me up. Now I remember I watched that the first time I watched it. I think I was like ten or eleven. And I see that scene and my mom walks in. She goes, what are you watching? And my brother was like five or six at the time. Batman Returns. <laughs> and, and they see Michelle Pfeiffer and Penguin saying, when Michelle Pfeiffer says, when Catwoman says, you and I have something in common. Don't tell me. Naked sexual charisma. 
And my mom's going, turn this off, please. My mom's like, turn this off. Okay. Yeah. But was, I liked it overall, though, I have to say. Michael Keaton does good as Batman, though. He does. He does. So, any other comments for Batman Returns, buddy? No, I think I'm good. Okay. What was the other one? And are we going to? I think we Do both it. know what this is. Do it. May I? May I say it? Three, you can. Go ahead. Two, one. We, we swiped right! Guys! We, we swiped right! Hell Ooh. yeah. Here we go. And I have another Burn movie in mind, too, but maybe we'll get to that because that's kind of debated. Okay. So, you know what? You go first. Why do you say this is a alternative... Um, I got to tell you the truth. I mean, it's it's a movie that first off we we swiped right on the Nightmare Before Christmas, which unusually, I guess it would be unusually considered to be a Christmas movie. Unusually considered to be um, nothing major, nothing crazy special, but it is it is an interesting premise about how Jack. We we've talked about this on our once before, but the main character Jack. Um, he discovers Christmas town after leaving Halloween town. And I know I'm summarizing it really, 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 really deeply, but Jack does. Um, what do you call it? Jack goes to Halloween town after leaving, uh, sorry, goes to Christmas town after leaving Halloween town. Sorry. And he discovers Christmas and he wants to become. JT, I just want to let you know, I'm grading you on this. Oh God. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that, Bill. Don't do that. Go don't on. do it. Um, I'm having a loose train of thought here. Forgive me. But uh, overall, though, I like the movie quite a bit. It is it is a little weird at some points, but it, I think it's still very good. Um, is it a Christmas movie? I'm going to say, yeah. Okay. Um, the reason why I had JT explain it, because if anyone's been watching the channel, I did a review of this, like, very recently. He did. That's true. And, like, here are my thoughts. Is it a Christmas movie? This is one of the movies I always get into a fight with with somebody about a certain with a certain someone and that person Please would remain what was saying? Please don't kill me, just letting you know. Just saying don't that kill me. person. No, 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 it's not you. It's not you. Oh, good. And Matt Hensley, <laughs> if you're watching, it's not you either, I promise. Um oh, this certain person in the spirit of Christmas. I am going to cut this person a break, and this person will remain nameless. All right. Um, but anyway, said person, you know what? In the spirit of this movie, let's call him Jack. See what I did there? Yeah. Let's call this person Jack. So Jack told me, it's not a Christmas movie. It's a Halloween movie that takes place around Christmas. Okay, and here is my response to Jack. The movie, the movie mainly takes place, once you think about it, from the day after Halloween to Christmas Day. Yep. The movie mostly takes place during the Christmas season. And, you know, that certain movie, which we'll talk about a little later which argued if it's a Christmas movie or not. 
But think about yeah. it this way. But think about it this way. Um, think about it this way, though. Um, this is a movie. It takes, it's about Christmas. It doesn't just take place during Christmas. It's about Christmas. Yep. And yeah, I would say it's a Christmas movie, but I would also say it's a Halloween movie. Because if you watched my review, which you should, um, this is a movie that's been embraced as both a Halloween movie and a Christmas movie. Like if you turn on Freeform, actually, first, if you go to a Hot Topic, if you go to a Hot Topic between September and January, all you're going to see is Nightmare Before Christmas stuff. Yep. Yeah, if you go there from New from Labor Day to New Year's Day, all you're going to see is Nightmare Before Christmas stuff. Yeah, it's true. If you go to if you go to if you if you watch Freeform, they show this movie during both their 31 Nights of Halloween and their 25 Days of Christmas lineup. Yep. And if you go to Disneyland, I don't think they do it at Disney World, but in Disneyland from October to January, well, actually from September to January, they, the Haunted Mansion, they actually have a whole Nightmare Before Christmas theme, and they call it Haunted Mansion Holiday. Hmm. And they do it to coincide with both Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party and Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. But I really do love this film. And, you know, I watch it between Halloween and Christmas. I watch it between Halloween and Christmas. And the, and the film, you know, I love it because I said this in the review. It's sort of about, you know, we've all been in Jack's position. Yeah. We've all been in Jack's position. We've all been bored with our lives and we want something different. Yeah, no, that's true. And so I think Jack is very relatable. And the music, the music is absolutely great. Danny Elfman does a great job with the songs. Really does. Like, and I explained this in my review, but... They even, they wrote the songs before they even wrote the script. That's true. You did say that. Yeah, like, like, Danny Alfman said to Tim Burton, goes, okay, Tim, we might, we got to start writing those songs. And Tim's like, Danny, we don't even have a script yet. And he said, tell me what's going, talk to me like you're telling your nephew a bedtime story. Like, tell me what's going on in every scene. Talk to me like you're telling your nephew a bedtime story. Mm -hmm. And that's how Danny Elfman wrote the songs. Just Tim Burton describing to Danny Elfman what's going on. I'm like, okay, so Jack is in Christmas Town and he's wondering what is everything. So he probably just went like, okay, so he's wondering what is everything. And he keeps asking questions. So I'm thinking... Okay, and he sees the cops. So thinking, what's this? 
What's this? There's color everywhere. What's this? There's white things in the air. Um, yeah, and I think what's also good about this, Jack is not a... Jack is really not a bad guy. No. He just... Yeah, he kind of screws up Christmas, but he really didn't know what the hell he was doing once you think about it. Yeah, no, that's that's a fair point. I agree with that. If you want a more in-depth talk about it, go watch my review. Yeah, plug for our super review of Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I have one more Tim Burton movie, which could kind of be considered a Christmas movie. Okay. Should we go forward with it? Or should we take a little Burton break? You're fine. Go ahead. Okay. You know what? We're going to let the world burn right now. Um, okay. There's some people had said this is a Christmas movie. But once you think about it, only really the last third takes place during Christmas. And that is Edward Scissorhands. I could see your point. Really? How could you see my point? because well, the ending it's snowing it's fairly it's this it's you know it's snowing it's during the winter season there's there's christmasy theme stuff or i mean i could see your point personally yeah you know what, what? i found interesting and i just what? thought of this why did you know um edward scissorhands is actually now on disney plus i did know that because i have disney plus now you've joined the club how does that feel that's good plug for our uh my i did a my thoughts on video earlier today about uh, my the fact that I have streaming services now in my house, and I, you guys can check them out now. So if you want to see how, what I think about Disney Plus, Paramount Plus, who HBO Max, Hulu, all that stuff, let me know. Uh, go over that video now. But yeah, Disney, yeah, but Disney Plus, but I was thinking, wait a minute, that's not a Disney movie. Like, oh, it was released by 20th Century Fox, and now Fox is owned by Disney. Yeah. So. But anyway, um, for those of you who haven't seen it, Edward Scissorhand, Edward is a, Edward is a ma- man who was invented by an inventor who has scissors for hands. Yeah. And right when the inventor's about to put the hands on him, he dies. Mm-hmm. Right when the inventor was going to put the hands on him, he dies. And then one day, a a woman named um, I forgot her name, but what's her name? Um, but she's played by Diane Weist, and she comes, then takes Edward in, and. And, you know, first the neighborhood likes him, but then he does something. I'm going to get into spoilers. And then people turn on him. But you know what I have to say? Um, I'm really debating if I consider this a Christmas movie or not. Because, again, only really the last third takes place during Christmas. I mean, is it? that's my side of the argument as well. Is it, is it, during, is it during the part of the whole... Um, yeah, movie. that's that's a good point. No, because yeah, I have heard people that say Edward Scissorhands is considered a Christmas movie, but if it was more during, if if it took, you know what, 
this is more just like a question than an actual pick right now, but yeah. if the whole movie took place during Christmas, then it'd be a Christmas movie. Then it would be a Christmas movie. Like there's another pick when we get to it, I'll discuss because there's a movie that I am going to talk about that does take place on Christmas Eve and then ends on Christmas Eve, but there's like a whole year between them. But mm-hmm. We'll get to that when we get to that. But the thing is, you know what, JT? Would you really consider this a Christmas movie? Probably not. I mean, I, I would consider the third act it, but a whole movie, no. Because movie, only no, really I... the third act is considered a Christmas movie. Like only the third yeah, act is really considered, is really, really does take place during Christmas. Yeah, but it's not the whole movie. Because if yeah, it was but, the whole movie, then it would be considered a Christmas movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. God, this was a dumb pick. Um, Can I redeem you? You could go to the next one, but I just want to say, can we say we? Yeah. I do love when he's um when he does cut the ice sculptures. Yeah. And, oh yeah, that yeah. And why Noah Ryder is just dancing in the ice. Yeah. And I, I don't know, I really love the ending when, because the whole story, Wynoa Ryder is telling the story to her granddaughter. And she goes, and then he was never seen again. And going, is he, is he alive? Going, yes, sweetheart, he's alive because he's immortal and he, and he will remain the same age forever. And then, and then he goes, well, why don't you go see him? And going, I'm an old lady now. I, I want him to remember me as I was, young and beautiful. Yeah. He goes, well, how do you know if he's okay? And he goes, it never snowed before he came here. And now it yeah. snows. And then you see Edward making the ice sculptures. And then you see the flashback. So, okay, so kind of debatable if this is a Christmas movie or not. Some people say it is, so, yeah. All right, JT, what's your next pick? We're going to jump over to uh, Marvel for a hot second. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go on and on and on about this one, but it, I, would say, I would say this is not a Christmas movie, despite it taking place around Christmas. And I'll get to, we'll get to something else in a second, but Iron Man 3. Now, the MCU took an inter- interesting turn after the Avengers. It made Iron- they made Iron Man 3, which I contend was a great movie. I had a lot of fun in the theater watching it. it was, I thought it was great. Uh, but so many people had issues with it because like, it was to- like, some people called it Tony Stark 3 or a non-Iron Man film, blah, blah, blah. You know, they didn't really focus on what they wanted to focus on. Whereas I thought the Mandarin, I thought was the weak part because they bait, they did a bait and switch. They thought it was going to be the real Mandarin. It turns out it wasn't, even though in Shang Chi he returned. Long story short, I think that Iron Man three was a nice jab at Christmas for the MCU. Personally, would I call it a Christmas movie? No, it takes place around Christmas. I don't know why it does, but that's me. But it takes place around Christmas time, uh, and it's a little bit darker for an Iron Man film. It was the last Iron Man film we got. Uh, but what I, overall, I liked it. Overall, I think what, like I said, what I call it a Christmas movie, no. But it takes place around Christmas, yes. So I, th- I you know, I, I, I liked it overall. 
Uh, Bill, what's your take on Iron Man 3 and Christmas time? I kind of agree with you. I wouldn't take I wouldn't say it's a Christmas movie because I think really only like the second half really takes place during Christmas. Yeah, I mean the second half is like there's that giant battle scene at the very end, but you know, there's not where they there's like Christmassy stuff throughout the film, but it's not like a Christmas movie per se. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's very, the, the Christmas elements oh, are very yeah, the Mandarin. Yeah, like the, the Christmas elements are very weak during it. The Mandarin scene that gave poor Justin a heart attack. Oh my god. Yeah, I, I, I was not a fan Literally, of Literally, but he was like cursing up a storm. Yeah, but the Shang-Chi Mandarin we got was great. Well, that's another story for another time. But yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that's a good question though. Would this be considered a Christmas movie? No. I, I think it I think it's a movie that takes place around Christmas time that it's a movie that takes place around Christmas time. That is not a Christmas movie, if you know what I mean. So yeah, that's I, me, though. I absolutely agree. I, I, I wanted to mention it because it takes place around Christmas, but it's not. I wouldn't call it a Christmas movie. So, but that's me. Uh, Bill, what do you think? Any, any other picks before we go into our last pick? What do you got? I got a few more, actually. Um, okay. Yeah, you thought this was going to be an easy one, didn't you? Um, I, I thought, I mean, go, give me one more and then we'll go to our big finale. I, I got two more before we go to the big finale. All right, go ahead. Two more. You know, two why more. don't I two knock more, both we'll... of them out now? I'll knock both of them out now. Yeah, go, go Go to your two and then we'll go to our last pick. Go ahead. Okay. The first one, and this was one that should go really quick because I've never seen this, but I don't know if you saw it. And I just thought of it because you brought up Robert Downey Jr. and it was also directed by Shane Black. And I'm talking about the movie Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I knew you were going to say that. You knew I was going to say that, didn't you? Because he Shane Black directed it. And he, he took it took place around Christmas time too. Yeah. I didn't see it, but I think this is an important movie because this was like before Iron Man, this was the first movie Rock RDJ did after his legal problems. Yeah. After he yeah. got got in, he went to jail, got released. So this was the first movie after all that. Like yeah. I said, I've never seen it. Maybe I should give it a watch. I think we, I think it's worth a watch. I mean, Shane Black's a good director. Shane Black is a really good director. Um, yeah. and let's not forget his role in Predator from 1987, too. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, okay. Now, here's the one more before we get to the big finale. Yeah. Okay, this is kind of in the words of Doug Walker, would be considered a Christmas and a half film. Okay. And this was the movie I was telling you about that starts on Christmas Eve, goes through for a year, and then it ends on Christmas Eve. And I'm Which talking is- about Rent. The movie? Yes. Okay. I have not elements. seen this. I'll tell you. I'll throw some elements into the stage show as well. Okay. Um. Okay. 
Ren, it starts on Christmas Eve based on the Tony Award winning musical by the late, great Jonathan Larson. Mm -hmm. And I think it's appropriate to talk about this since we just had, um, since we just released, since it just released the semi autograph autobiographical film, Tick, Tick, Boom. Um, mm, yep. So Rent takes place from, it takes place over the course of a year from December 31st of one year to De uh, something, December 24th of one year to December 24th of the next year. And the film is about, um, the film is about, the main point is this documentary filmmaker, Mark Cohen, who, um, who lives in the, who is living in New York's East Village. Yeah. With his best friend slash roommate, Roger. And, and, um, you know, they're, that is owned by their former friend slash roommate named Benny, who married into money. And now is basically, as the old saying goes, forgotten the little people. So anyway, and this is all about um, Roger and then some other characters named Tom Collins, this other character named Angel and Roger's love interest, Mimi. Yeah. They all have AIDS. Oh, God. So, like, one of the big lines is with Roger is, okay, this is not explained in the movie, but it's explained in the stage show, but it's hinted in yeah. the movie. Roger's, Roger's an aspiring songwriter, former drug addict who who had a girlfriend and they both tested positive for HIV. And unfortunately um, she offed herself. Oh, geez. Okay. And then like, that's when he meets Angel. No, no Mimi. I'm sorry. He meets Mimi. And, you know, there's like a little bit of a romance there. And, you know what? I'm going to be honest. This is kind of a depressing sort of Christmas movie. It really is. Like, I love okay. the music in it. I love the freaking music in it. And, like, I guarantee you, you've heard something from this musical. Like, have you ever heard that song, the 525,600 minutes? Ever heard that? I think so. Yeah, actually. That's from that. Oh, really? Yeah, that song is called Seasons of Love, and it's from Rent. Um, yeah, fun fact, that was actually supposed to be in the, in the show, it's actually in the second act of the film, in the show, it's actually in the second, it's in the beginning of the second act, but they put it in the beginning. I don't know why, studios and their infinite wisdom, yeah. but, but anyway, it's, um, and also Indina Menzel's in this. Oh, get that, really? Yeah, Indina Menzel before Wicked and Frozen. So anyway, like the movie does take place, like I said, it goes from Christmas to... It goes from Christmas Eve to Christmas Eve, right? It takes place over a whole year? Yeah, it takes place over the course of a whole year. 
Okay. Um, yeah, it takes place over the course of a whole year. And, and okay, one element from the, from Rent, which I can make it, this is a Christmas movie, is there is a song called Christmas Bells. Okay. It's not a very long song, but it's there. And plus, at the beginning of this number, La Boheme, oh no, La Vie Boheme, like, there is a reference to the Christmas Carol, Little Town of Bethlehem. Okay. Like, like when Mark goes, it's tonight we celebrate the birth in that little town of Bethlehem. Right. Yeah, the next part's not so wholesome. And so, yeah, I really, I would say Rent is a guilty pleasure of mine. I really do okay. like it. One of my favorite musicals. And yeah, like I said, it is kind of a depressing story. Doesn't this movie just perk you up for the holiday season? No. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Okay. So yeah, that is my thoughts on Rent. JT, is it time for the grand finale? I think it is time. Are you ready to? It is time for the, the grand finale, the last folks. And we're gonna ask everyone a question. And I have I have an answer to it, and I believe it's the definitive answer. I have answer. an answer too. We all have an answer. You know what it is, folks. Die Hard is Die Hard a Christmas movie. Welcome to the party, pal. Ay, ay, ay. Well, Bill, why don't you go to your side first, and then I will um, share my end as well, and then we'll wrap up from there. What do you got? Well, if I think it's a Christmas movie or not. Do you think it's just a simple yes or no right off the bat? Do you think it is? I think it could be seen as one. Okay. But I do have a quick justification. Because um, there are people who watch this movie around Christmas just as much as they do Rudolph or It's a Wonderful Life or Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah. Um, and like, here's the argument I always make. It can be made with any of these movies. It could yeah. be made with any of these movies we discussed today. Um, true, true. Like, there are certain songs we listen to around Christmas that really don't have anything to do with Christmas, once you think about it. Like, two examples I like to use is Winter Wonderland and Let It Snow. Yeah. No, that's you, actually very true. Once you listen to those songs, they really don't have anything to do with Christmas. But... People listen to this, but people listen to those songs around Christmas. Right. So if we can give grace to those songs, we can give grace to Die Hard or Gremlins or Batman Returns or any of those movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, JT, what's your side? I'm going to say, I might have, we might have talked about this the last time around this time of year last year, but I'm going to say it's not a Christmas movie. Ooh, I changed really? my mind. I changed my mind. Here's why it's th does the story of Christmas, does the thematic element of Christmas play a role at all during the plot or during John McClane's time diffusing the bomb? Because by that, by that criteria, it's not considered a Christmas movie, whereas a lot of people think it is because it takes place on Christmas. It takes place during a Christmas party. Be, but there, other in the movie itself, there's no real elements other than it takes place during a Christmas party. That's really it. So I would say it's 
I know, I know so many people are going to disagree with me on this and be like, well, you're wrong. I'm like, well, this is my opinion. My opinion is that a Die Hard is not a Christmas movie, even though it takes place during a Christmas party. But there's no Christmas elements tied into the plot of him being an action star, being a cop and all that stuff. So that's that's me personally. Bill, you look like you have something to say. Yeah, well, when you put it that way, I can see what you're getting at. You know, yeah, so that's, that's me, though. Absolutely not. I mean, absolutely. I see what you're getting at. Um, like, do I think it's a really Christmassy movie? No, it takes place during a Christmas party. And that list, I that, they, that criteria I talked about when we were talking about Gremlins, it was actually about a movie from, it was actually in a YouTube video by Renegade Cut dissecting if Die Hard was a Christmas if Die Hard's a Christmas movie and that yeah. question was is Christmas relevant to the plot because I can see what what you say mm-hmm. if this movie was you know like and he raised the perfect question it's like if this movie took place instead of a Christmas party what if it was a New Year's Eve party exactly yeah would the plot really change if it was a New Year's Eve party instead of a Christmas party? Exactly my point. Like I said in Gremlins, if 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 Gizmo was given to Billy as a birthday present instead of a Christmas present, would anything really change? Right, right. But um, but now I can see your argument. Like if you think it is a Christmas. If you're saying it is a Christmassy movie, then I'm going to agree with you. I don't think so. But as we always say about films, film is subjective. Absolutely. And like I said, some people probably watch this during Christmas as much as they watch as much as they watch, um, as much as they watch Rudolph the Grinch, yeah, and it's a wonderful life. Mm-hmm. Like you know, if and you know, like one of my my very dear friend Mark Alpern, who I do the podcast with, has has told has said that he watches Die Hard every Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And like, listen, you might not think, okay, that's not okay. That's you said that's my tradition. I watch it once the kids are in bed. I watch Die Hard every Christmas Eve. Like, if you know, you might not think it's a Christmas movie, but you know, if some people watch this as their yearly tradition, then who are we to judge? Right, right, exactly. And who are we to judge? Because. But, and you know what? I because Doug Walker did this in a did a review of this a couple of years ago, and I think he said it perfectly. He goes, "It's a Christmas movie you can watch all year round." Yeah, no, that's actually a good way of putting it. Because if you watch, say, Rudolph in April, or if you watched, or if you yeah, watched yeah. The Grinch in June, it would feel weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, to me, like. I could see if you're going, if I'm going from the perspective you just said, then I'm going to agree it's sort of not a Christmas movie, but you can't, you can't acknowledge that, you know, some people do watch this during Christmas and that is part of their holiday tradition. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so thank you for coming to my TED talk.
Um, <laughs> you're, you're welcome, Bill. Um, but that so ultimately, guys, is what you guys have to say. Jump down in the comment section below, share your thoughts on this, and let us know your thoughts. Uh, Bill, I think that's it for us today, bud. I think that's it. Uh, I think that's it for us. Uh, though, so for this Christmas special, that is very it, and that is it. And guys, I know it's been an unusual time today that we usually um go at like yeah. seven o'clock, but I actually have something to do. I'm actually doing Thursday night gridiron tonight, so I couldn't do it. But I just want to say, I just want to give a huge shout out to all our viewers who watch us every week. And I just want to say, whether you watch Rudolph or Gremlins, or whether you watch It's a Wonderful Life or Die Hard, we both here at the Super Review Show wish you a very, very Merry Christmas. Heck yeah. Heck yeah, everyone. Um, And also, yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. I knew that was coming. You knew that Thank was coming. Man. I knew that was coming at one point or other. Thank you to all of our viewers who join us every week. I know we did this at a really unusual time today, around like 2.30-ish. But thanks for joining us for this hour-long uh, just discussion about other movies that could be considered Christmas films. I want to thank my good man, Bill Murphy, as always. And the reason why he's we're doing this at this time is because he has a podcast or something. I give a podcast, right? What's the say to the podcast? Check us out. We are on all platforms. Yes. Go follow them. They are fantastic. I, I love those guys over there. They're and check great. out our regular uh, season finale tonight, folks. We're going to talk about everything. Oh, yeah. Is Jimmy G coming to New York next year? We'll see. Oh, we'll see. Um, but, yeah, thank you so much for watching. Everyone. Have a Merry Christmas. Like us on, follow us, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and follow us on Instagram, simply at The Superview Show. You guys are amazing. We'll see you guys next time. And then we'll be back possibly next week for Mixed Bag. We're debating on if we're going to be on or off or not. We'll see about that. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a very Merry Christmas, everyone. Peace!